I'm no longer bound, I'm no longer chained, I'm no longer captive, no longer restrained. Delivered, set free, and free to be me. Let me introduce myself. Welcome, everybody, to Be the Light. This is Pastor Zachary Robinson, and in this show, I interview Ariana Pitts. And we had the pleasure to talk about being a PK kid. That's right, a pastor's kid. And how she turned her life over after running away from God. So tune in because this is a show you don't want to miss. My name is Freedom. Freedom. Welcome everybody to Be The Light. This is Pastor Zakira Robinson. And today I have my wonderful guest on, Ariana Pitts. How are you? I'm good. How are you? (laughs) I am good. (laughs) And so as everyone knows, this is one of my favorite things is to talk about someone's journey. And so for those who's kind of been following along... You already heard plenty of testimonies and a lot of people that come forth to give their testimonies. So today I wanted to talk about the journey that you've had because um, you're doing some missionary work. And I'm pretty sure before you got to the missionary work part, I'm pretty sure you had some trials or some tribulations or something that was just like, God, what am I supposed to be doing right now in this season? And so just tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you? Where were you born and raised? What was it like, you know, growing up in your household? Yes. Yes, ma'am. So I am originally from Tampa, Florida, um, Tampa native. Um, I grew up and it was just, you know, starting out as me and my mom. My Mm -hmm. mom was a single mom, worked very, very hard to provide for us. Um, And then the Lord brought along my stepfather into our lives. Um, A man of God ended up leading our family so, so well. Um, And he is in ministry. So I grew up kind of a PK, preacher's kid in church 24-7 every day, all day. Um, And, you know, during that time while I was in church, I grew up in a Baptist church. You know, I was learning all of these things about God, but I hadn't had a relationship with God for myself. It Mm -hmm. wasn't a real interaction. It wasn't a real relationship. It was just me acquiring knowledge about God and who he was, but I knew that I didn't have a full understanding and that Mm -hmm. I didn't have an authentic uh, relationship. So growing up with that kind of mindset and then kind of transitioning into college, it was a big change because Mm -hmm. I'm leaving all that I know from back home. I know that I'm known as like this, oh, she loves God. She's going to do great in school. This is fantastic. She's a great student to like getting a college and being like, I want to go completely against those things that I had when I was in high school, middle school, Um, and just wanting to start new, wanting to do what I wanted, no parents, no supervision. Yep, I've been there, <laughs> like, yes, college freedom. Yes, so I'm like, I'm here, I'm in school, I can be what I want, do what I want, and yep. I don't have to listen to anything. I've been there. Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't want to do anything that I used to do, so... Um, navigating college, I went to Florida State University. I actually graduate in the next two weeks. So praise Congratulations. God. Uh, yes. Thank you. Um, so super excited for that transition. But during my time at Florida State, man, it was wild. Um, I mean, it was day in, day out. Yes, I was in class, but I wasn't in class on time. Yes, I was (laughs) on campus, but I wasn't on campus because I was studying. Like I was doing anything and everything um, that was against um, what the Lord was wanting me to do. And from a young age, I knew that God had marked me, put a calling on my life, but I was running. I was running for my life. Like I was like, Mm -hmm. God, I don't want this responsibility right now. I'm 18 years old. I'm 19. I'm 20. Like I just want to be like everybody else. I just want to enjoy what I'm doing. I want to do what I want. And I just want to let that be that. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, he let me. <laughs> he let me do it for a good two and a half years. Yes, he that going to take like, you out of your will. That's one thing I've learned. Absolutely. <laughs> and so he, he definitely. You may struggle along the way, too. <laughs> yeah, come on. Like, I mean, the struggles was real. Like, you, I, you may struggle, too, for not following his will, but he exactly. will let you go. <laughs> yeah. He let me go. And uh, my lack of obedience was evident. Mm. Um, you know, when I say I was out, I was out every single weekend partying. Mm-hmm. I mean, doing every single thing that I knew I wasn't supposed to be doing, knew that I didn't even enjoy doing. But because I wanted to be accepted, I wanted to be seen, I wanted to feel valued and like mm. validated. Yes. And I really wanted like connection with other young people. So I'm like, if this is how I can get to be friends with you, or if this is how I can get to be in this org with you, or if this is who I have to be in order to be accepted, like I'm going to do it. And it was just such a dangerous mindset to have, especially as a young person. We're already coming to college, already not understanding who we are trying to understand like what do I want to do with my life who am I like what's my purpose Mm -hmm. and because that's such a valuable and critical time you know it can feel what's be filled with so much pressure and anxiety to just kind of figure it out and just be whoever everybody in culture wants you to be rather than being who God wants you to be and so God in a relationship with him was the furthest from my mind I had gotten in a really bad relationship uh, situationship if you will Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, (laughs) If you guys don't know what that is, look it up. But um, a situationship where, you know, I fully was just not understanding my identity in Christ. Mm -hmm. Like I had no idea I was bought with the price. I had no idea that I was marked. I had no idea or didn't believe that I was formed in my mother's womb for a purpose. Like, Mm -hmm. so I just allowed myself to be treated, you know, a way that wasn't how God wanted me to be treated, mm-hmm. how he seen me, how he valued me. Um, and that's important that you understand how God um, sees you absolutely. because a lot of people I've spoken into, uh, you know, other shows where they grow up without their father or they grow up without their mother. And mm-hmm. then, you know, because they didn't have that, that foundation, that firm foundation early, they tend to not know who they are as yes. they grow up. Absolutely. Um, and so then you have social media now and it's on the sky high. You have, you know, just all these different, different rappers and singers and people of influence and people tend to lose their identity thinking, Oh, this is what it means to be beautiful. Oh, this Mm -hmm. is what it means to be a man to go out here and sell drugs or to go out here and to, you know, fornicate or to go out here and do Mm -hmm. things that I'm not supposed to do. Why? Because that's what you see on the magazines. That's what you see on social media. It just seems like this is what's selling. So this is where I need to conform myself Mm to. Thank you, Holy spirit. And that's why his word says, do not conform yourself to the ways of this world, Mm -hmm. but you need to renew your mind you need to transform yourself in christ and renew yourself in christ and he will conform you he will tell you how you need to be how you need to live who who you are as a person he will give you your your identity you just have to ask for it especially if it's already given like you said he he died on a cross for us and so it's available to us we just have to take it and and receive it and so continue on with you know not being able to find your identity and not know who you were yes ma'am um so i had no idea who i was i'm like i know i love to sing I like to dance. I'm here like for a business degree, I guess. I don't know. Like, you know, and I was just because I wasn't being led by one thing, I was led by everything. Mm. And that's something that like continues to reign true is that when there's nothing leading you, there's no focal point, then you'll fall for anything. You'll fall mm-hmm. for anything that the world offers you. So I'm just kind of going through limbo, like, okay, <laughs> I'm in this bad relationship. I know this. I'm having relationships with friends and stuff mm-hmm. that I know like 
aren't friendships that are actually pushing me towards Christ, but they're pulling me away from Christ. Mm -hmm. But at that point, because I just didn't want to even try to understand who I was because I was so depressed because I was so anxious and I had come in agreement with so many things that were not like God, I was just miserable. Yeah. And um, in that misery, I tried to bring other people with me. I tried to bring in other family members, mm -hmm. tried to bring in other friends and I wanted to stay sad. I yeah. wanted to stay sad because there's this culture even, um, you know, whether it's through social media or even through conversation that you see that, you know, our our culture, you know, as young people are kind of fixated on the idea of being sad or being anxious or like mm -hmm. claiming depression or claiming anxiety and saying like, oh, this is who I am. When right. in fact, it's not who you are. It may be something that you're struggling with, but it's not your identity. It doesn't have to be your identity. Yeah. Um, and so with that being kind of my story, uh, there was actually, you know, um, one day I was walking out on campus at Florida State and there was a, a campus ministry out there and they were just kind of talking to students and just were kind of sharing like, hey, come to our event, whatever. And so I was walking down and, you know, the night before it was Taco Tuesday. So I was just out, my, just doing whatever you can imagine <laughs> I was doing. And so I was tired. I'm walking through Market Wednesday. And then there was a young lady that approached me and ended up sharing with me like, hey, like, you know, um, there's a God that loves you. And I was mm. just kind of like, girl, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, hi, how are you? Like, you know, and she had conversation previously, but she really like just kind of stopped me in my tracks mm. and was just really like ministering to me for a second and took some time to say like, hey, God loves you. Like, you know, I know you have a faith background. I know you know of God. Mm. So like, it's time to come back to him. And like, she invited me to one of their college nights. And that's where I finally was like, okay, uh, <laughs> maybe this might be my way out I don't know like right. I'm, I'm sad I'm, I'm upset about life like maybe this might be my ticket mm -hmm. out of this misery and so I ended up going to that college night with those other college students with Every Nation Ministry shout out to Every Nation Tallahassee um, and you know I, so question were, were they out um, like ministering to everyone or did some, it was just like literally she just saw you and was like you know I need to speak to you like so what was it, it yeah it, so Market Wednesday is actually like a day where a lot of the orgs on campus at FSU they kind of set up tables oh, and okay, stuff like that one of those. okay that's exactly. what that is okay yes. got it so I mean she was at one of those and now she's actually one of my closest friends and um, she was you know the only one standing there at the table but mm -hmm. she's like watching people walk by and then I was walking by and she was just kind of like oh hey like you know <laughs> right, and I was like just kind of like <laughs> I'm like, I don't know you like that. <laughs> What's happening? And if you were to meet this friend, she's full of joy. We call her like sunflowers. She goes like this all the time. Like it's beautiful who she is. Beautiful woman of God who she is. But in my heart, in that point in time, I wasn't receptive to that. I was just yeah. like, oh, she's so positive. <laughs> I don't know if I like, want who, that. Who is she? <laughs> I know even for like uh, myself, um, I told this story before, but I'm sure someone haven't heard it. But it was one time where I was literally in the line, headed to the club, and it was this man out there with Bibles. So I was just like <laughs> laughing. We all was literally laughing at him like, look yes. at this, look at this idiot. <laughs> just, you know, literally like, is what I was thinking. Like, what is he doing? Like, do it look like we want a Bible? You know, it's what exactly. I was thinking. But and I always say, looking back on that situation, I'm like, dang, we was the fools. <laughs> I mean, straight up fools. <laughs> we Canada. was, we was literally the fools that was headed on the way to destruction and hell Absolutely. eternally. Like, no coming back from it. Absolutely. Don't pass go. Don't collect $200. Like, <laughs> exactly. that is it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like you're actually the one on the wrong path. Right, right. And but the thing is is when 
like just like how you spoke of that, mm-hmm. it brings me back to that moment to remember him. And it's like, right. he truly impacted me. I just didn't realize it at the time. Absolutely. And so a lot of people, um, even now, like the ministry that you have, we're going to talk about that. Not yes. yet, though. We're going to talk about the, <laughs> the work that you do, but you're truly impacting others, even if they're not receiving it yet. A lot of times we're we're trying to um, expect other people to accept us right away mm-hmm. um, because that's the expectations we have. Yes. Like, I get it. Christ is the way. Okay. He changed my life. And it's like, you have all this knowledge because you've been in it. But for Mm -hmm. someone who's been through things, had people reject them, had people walk out of their life. It's like, they don't have that knowledge. Mm -hmm. So to them, it's like, okay, who is this guy you talking to me about? Okay. Maybe I get there one day. And then a lot of people, they believe that they have time and you have to understand Mm -hmm. that you don't have time, especially in today. If you look at today, you're going to see a lot of the um, prophecies coming to pass, you know, when it comes to revelations and all of the things that the um, other prophets have already spoken to come to pass. We've already seen a lot of that stuff happen now. But um, a lot of people who's not in the word, they don't know that. Mm -hmm. And so they're just looking at it as just, you know, times is getting hard. Things are going to get better. But the thing is, things are not going to get better. This is how it is for a reason, because in order for Jesus to come back, there are certain prophecies and things that have to take place. And so um, let's talk about... What was like the turning point? Because mm-hmm. obviously you got people ministering to you now. <laughs> right. You already. Oh, I want to go back to the PK kid yes. because you're talking about you being a PK kid. <laughs> um, for those who don't know what a PK kid is, it is a pastor's kid. OK. Yes. And so let's talk about um, how was being a PK kid like? Did they school you a lot? Did they try to drill the word in you a lot? Was it like you have to be at church on Wednesday, have to be at church on Sunday? Like, what was that like for you? Let's shed some light for all the other people. Yes. <laughs> um, so the life of a PK man how can I break it down so Sunday you know you're at church and Mm -hmm. you're at church all day not just you know for service but Sunday school before service Mm -hmm. and then after service you're fellowshipping with the people that you was in service with and then Tuesdays you have Bible study and then there might be a prayer call or a prayer session and then there might be if there's something going on a pastor's anniversary or Easter service you're at rehearsals for those things you're you're learning you're at um, you know youth group and you're at choir rehearsal and this is your daily life this was Mm -hmm. my life each and every single day and um, one thing I definitely will commend my parents on is because they were in ministry they tried their hardest to not let ministry consume our family relationship mm, okay but unfortunately there were moments where it did there was mm-hmm. moments where I only saw my parents really as the leaders in the church mm. rather than seeing them as my mother and father and um, I think that sometimes that's what you know preachers kids sometimes deal with is because everyone has these false expectations set on their parents and you know we even have a habit of putting false expectations on our parents we we kind of cut off um this idea that they're human and Mm -hmm. this idea that they're saved by grace as well and this idea that they also need to be you know um taken care taken care of and discipled and loved on Mm -hmm. and so for me growing up it was a little difficult to fully wrap my head around having an authentic relationship with Jesus because I just thought that my works and what I was doing at the church was enough to sustain me. Like, I'm like, oh yeah, I've accepted Jesus as like my Lord and Savior, not realizing that I had only accepted him as my Savior. Like, oh, he saved my life, but like, he's not my Lord. He's not the master. Yeah. Yeah. He's not my father. Exactly. (laughs) He's not my friend. Like not all the other characteristics of who God is. And so um, growing up in an environment where yes, Jesus was talked about, but yet I didn't have a personal relationship. It seemed as if I was just 
just putting on a facade that every single day I went to church, every single day I was out in front of other people, I would claim like, oh, I love Jesus and I have the t-shirts and I have all this other stuff and people know who my parents are, but they don't know that on the inside I'm struggling. I struggled Mm -hmm. with depression, really, really bad, attempted suicide when I was 16 years old. And yet everybody around me was like, oh, Ariana's fine. She's great. She's great. She's great. And so growing up in that environment, even that turning point while I was a child, you know, was a big eye opener for my parents where they were like, hold up, we have to not let ministry consume our abilities to be a parent. Like we have to allow, we can't allow ministry to be something, you know, that's stopping us from actually being here and training up our child and like being there for our child. I'm glad you said that because even like um, with myself, you know, when my husband, you know, like my husband, he has like this strongest relationship I think I've ever seen anybody have (laughs) outside of the Bible, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, with God. And he's like really firm on his word. Um, And I had to even talk with him sometimes like, hey, like, don't forget, you got to be a father. Mm-hmm. Don't forget, you have to be a husband. And when I'm yes. saying he's he's a great husband, a great father, but sometimes we can allow the word to consume us so much that you forget to come at some situations as a loving attitude yes. versus a pastor. Absolutely. Okay. Um, like, and, and even with myself, I'm having to learn that with my own kids. Like, each of my children are different, mm-hmm. and so I need to approach them differently. And sometimes mm-hmm. they just want a mom. They don't want. Pastor yes. Zakia. Yes. They they will mom. They, yes. they that's who they're looking for. And sometimes you have to take some of these hats off. I'm not saying dem- dem- um, demolish yourself or anything right. or lower yourself or who you are in God, but sometimes you have to look at them as okay, this is my child. Let mm-hmm. me just show some compassion. Yes. Let me sympathize with them. Let me love on them a little bit. Let me take off this hat for just a second, just so I can embrace them. Because some like even for yourself, we you know, today's time, sometimes we don't want someone to just give us a word. Okay, what is it you mm-hmm. need for? me to do do you need me to listen do you need yes, to vent yes. are you looking for me to give you a word right now what exactly are you looking for mm-hmm. because that's what's going to matter and then obviously we're not going to shut shut the holy spirit up you know no, the holy, <laughs> if the holy spirit says to say something right. then say it in a loving way say it in a yes. compassion way say it in a way where that person can still get what they need but at the same time you're also given the word of God at the same time. And so I think what I'm trying to say is you have to learn balance. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because I've talked to some people where they're way up here and I'm like, okay, you in the left field. I'm on the right field. Like, let's just play the same game. (laughs) Right. Like I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) Like I'm done. When you're ready to talk, let's just, just come back at it. Right. But, um, but so also it was one other thing that you had mentioned when it was coming to just, you know, the college lifestyle. I wanted to really quickly go back there because, Mm -hmm. Obviously, you said you kind of did some things that you wasn't supposed to do. Yes. You stepped outside of God's will. Yes. When was the turning point where you was like, enough is enough. I'm yes. going to go ahead and just turn my life over to God because yes. there's a lot out there to do on college oh. campus. Legend. Okay. But it's not enough stuff to do for <laughs> people who are righteous and yes. trying to walk this Seeking gospel. First right. Yes. Not Seeking first the kingdom. I love that. Yeah. And so what was some of the things that you started to do? What was some of the things you started to notice? Let's like talk mm. about that a little bit. Cause we have a plenty of people. I went ahead and put this <laughs> up because God told yeah. me to put my, um, my TikTok up for it could yeah. be live so people can kind of get some of this. But what are some of the things that you encountered and how did you get out of it? Wow. Um, that's an excellent question. 
So during this time where I was super miserable, one Mm. thing that I was dealing with was this people-pleasing attitude. Mm. So this spirit of just wanting to please people no matter the circumstances, no matter the situation, no matter what kind of trauma or angst or anxiety brought upon my own life or Mm -hmm. fear or anything like that, I was just so willing to please people. Um, Another thing that I was really struggling with, like I said, was my identity. Um, And another really, really big thing was was, um, you know, purpose and mm-hmm. trying to understand my purpose. And so, you know, even in school, I had this like falsified idea that if I didn't do well, then like God wasn't pleased with me. No one was pleased with me. My parents weren't pleased with me. Like, and, um, even some other things that I dealt with was, of course, substance abuse. Like I was addicted to alcohol, addicted mm-hmm. to drinking and drinking to numb the pain. Yep. And I thought that that's what it was. Like yeah. I'm drinking and I'm taking shots and I'm hanging out and I'm standing there also in the corner of the room like, what am I doing here? Yeah. Like <laughs> I am so drunk right now and yeah. I, I, I don't even want to be. Yeah. But because I just don't want to deal with the, the stuff of mm-hmm. today, I don't want to deal with my homework. I don't want to deal with, you know, traumas that I haven't dealt with since I was seven years old. I don't want to think about that stuff. I don't want to think about what this person just said to me. So I'm just going to get drunk. I'm just going to smoke a little weed. Like I'm just going to mm-hmm. do a little something mm-hmm. like and and so with that being kind of you know, my thought process and then also becoming dependent on people um, for comfort, for um, a sense of peace and validation. Mm, you know, validation, there was a wow. lot of things that God had to do in my heart. And I didn't recognize that until I ended up going to a conference um, in Jacksonville. And it was with ENC, which is the organization I'm a part of now. And I just remember standing there and there was a song that was played. It was called like Make Room. And it, the lyrics are, I will make room for you to do whatever you want to. Mm. And I was just like, make room? Like, how do I do that? <laughs> like, you know? Because in that moment, I'm in the room. I'm in the room. Like, it's not there. Right. Um, and so I left that conference thinking like, okay, well, yeah, make room. I get it. Like, God wants me. God wants to pursue me. But it wasn't until I came home one night, two o'clock in the morning after an alpha party and I was drunk. I was cr- whatever you could possibly think of what I was doing. I was doing it. Mm-hmm. And so then I came back home and I was sitting on my scholarship floor and I just remember crying out to God. Like, I just remember being like, man, God, like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I don't know what's happened to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know who I am. I don't know what, like, what am I supposed to like? What am I not supposed to like? How am I supposed to be like this world? Like they said that they could do all this for me but they're not doing it like they said that this would make me feel this way uh, i'm like literally what i heard was a bunch of emptiness yeah a bunch of promises but it's a bunch of emptiness bunch of emptiness and um i just believed at one point this idea that god wasn't going to be able to be enough for me like i was like man like they said the world told me that this would be enough but it's not enough so like these other people are telling me that god is enough but how can i trust that like how can i believe for real that he's going to provide for me supernaturally that he's going to protect me like this is for real like y'all being serious like because I don't I can't handle being broken again like I can't handle going through this again yeah. um so I'm sitting on my floor and I just remember crying I like think the floor must just be the place when <laughs> <laughs> literally is like yeah I think the floor is the place when you just got to, to the point like I can't do this no more because I found myself on the floor and I was yes. like okay get up <laughs> Girl, get up like, get, get yourself together yes. and um, get to church it's just it, and I just didn't know that that was the next step so I'm just laying there on the floor like God help me like I promise if you're real like I'll serve you like this is too much like I don't know how people can live this life every single day without 
without God because he met me there on that floor. Like mm. the Holy Spirit came into my room. Like he came there. Like I remember, like I, I remember it even yeah. now, like sitting there and feeling the Holy Spirit be that comfort. Like he mm. said in his word that he is, he was that comfort to me. Mm. And then after accepting his comfort, like mm. after fully accepting who he is and what he would be in my life, I had to make a decision. So about a week later, I ended up getting baptized at the church that I was going to and, you know, started getting discipled, uh, started being shown the foundations of what it means to be a woman mm. of God, being a woman yes. in Christ. And that I is so crazy. I'm literally making a <laughs> curriculum right now about being a woman, how to be a woman, yes. not just a woman, but a, a married woman yeah. <laughs> for, for people who's looking for a kingdom husband or a kingdom yes. marriage like God had placed it on my heart to start. I literally just started this curriculum yesterday, but this go ahead. A, no, but that's amazing. <laughs> it just shows me that I'm in the right. I'm doing what God has asked me to do. Yes. That was confirmation. <laughs> yes. But it's so good because even you writing that curriculum is going mm-hmm. to change the lives of not only already married women, mm-hmm. but women who have a heart to be married that like part. myself. Like I have a heart to be in covenant relationship with someone. Like yes. I have a heart to have a, a pure devotion to Jesus mm-hmm. and continue that pure devotion even when you know the Lord joins me with someone else and um, with God renewing my mind like after being baptized after doing that sacrament of water baptism of being dead to sin and coming alive in Christ the Lord showed me like I have the power to make you a new creation and you will be a new creation like Mm -hmm. this isn't an option for you anymore this is something that you will walk in you will be obedient you will be a servant of God Mm -hmm. and um he told me just to seek first his kingdom, like yeah. seek first the kingdom of God and everything will be added. And I truly believe that. Mm-hmm. And that's what um, has completely shifted my perspective. And my life has done a complete 180 ever I, since I then. I do want to ask you one thing, because a lot of people, they struggle with um, just the temptations of this world yes. and also like substances and things. Yes. When, when God met you there on the floor, yes. okay. The next day, did you automatically give up everything? Or I wanted to I want to talk about that just briefly because a lot of people yes. believe that, oh, I gave my life to Jesus and <laughs> and now it's it's supposed to be just peaches and cream and right. it's supposed to be you know, it's supposed to be all of these things <laughs> right. and it's like, Why am I still struggling with this? Oh, Not no. realizing that you're gonna still struggle with this a little bit, you know. Yes. It's it's gonna be something you didn't just fall into it, you right. know, you kinda gradually got into it and you're gonna God's gonna gradually take you yes. out. And I was also literally just sharing on a live, um, I think it was yesterday that you know it was one of these days literally sometimes God can literally take one person and just completely remove everything and they don't have those desires anymore but then for most of us (laughs) most of us it's right me too (laughs) it's going to take where it's gradual you know the more you get into his word the more you get you know seek ye first the kingdom of God more you begin to do those things and he says all these things will be added to you also there's going to be things that's going to be taken away from you because he began to conform you into his image but um, the first step was he met you on the floor yes he can meet you in a bar come on he can meet you in your car <laughs> he can meet you at the grocery store anywhere yes he also also met you on the campus because yes. somebody spoke life you know spoke into your life yes. Yes. and so god isn't limited he's not limited to where he can meet you mm-hmm. i remember he met me 
Where was I at, Lord? Help, help me. I know where I was at. I ain't going to say it on the show, though. But I, I was in a... <laughs> we got to be very careful with that one. But I was in a position in a place where I should not have been. And right. literally, he met me there. And I remember thinking, what am I doing? Like you were saying, like, what am I doing? Like, I know better. I was brought up in the church. I was yes. raised in the church. I was. My mama had me in every Christmas party play what? that they could have. I mean, I was marrying the baby and the dog. Right, listen. <laughs> every day. I was at every Hallelujah night. <laughs> Man, we didn't have Halloween. We had Hallelujah Harvest. That's what I said, the like, Hallelujah night. We, that's what we had, okay? Yeah, so I was like, what am I doing? And I got to a place and position where I did end up on the floor eventually. It was like, God, like, I need to change from this way. I can't do yes. this anymore. Like, I'm over here and my head feels like it's on cloud nine because of what I just got finished taking. And it's like, I need help right now. Like yes. literally finding God in the middle of your mess. And that's why he says, you don't, you don't have to come to him all fixed up and, and all clean. He wants you to come to him dirty. Why? Yes. Because he's going to begin to change you. He's going to begin to clean you up. He's going to begin yes. to cleanse you. And then you have no choice but to look back and say, this was nothing but God. Nothing but God. Nothing but God. I was isolated from people. I was isolated from families and friends. Like mm-hmm. I had nothing, nothing. Right. Okay. Just a, a home with some furniture in it. Like that's right. all I had, you know, and even he blessed me with those things. But at the same time, I was still running. Still running. But you found Christ. Yeah. And now I want to talk yeah. about what are you doing now? Yeah. Because after you found Christ, after God cleaned you up and um, started conforming you, <laughs> uh, what are you currently doing now? What have God placed on your heart to do now? Yes. Um, and I just want to touch on what you were talking about, Absolutely. about uh, dealing with, you know, um, gratifying the desires of the flesh, even mm-hmm. after surrenderance, yes. even after that moment of like, okay, God, I accept you into my life. Like you're my Lord and Savior, that Romans 10 and nine, you know, moment, mm-hmm. right? You have it. And, you know, like you said, there's this idea that you're supposed to just like automatically wake up and be like, oh, you know, I don't want to watch porn anymore. Or, oh, like, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. Or like, oh no, um, yeah, like I don't want to shot. Like, you know, like <laughs> that's not a thing for yeah. most of us, yeah, right? It's not, it's and not. so what the practical thing that had to happen, and I even learned this from the young woman that discipled me, was lordship and understanding that now that he's the Lord and the master of my life, I have to surrender these specific areas to the mm-hmm. Lord. And so that means that my time now has to be surrendered to his mm-hmm. lordship, that my um ear gates and eye gates need to be protected. So me not having Netflix for a second is because I'm surrendering it to the Lord because yeah. he showed me like, hey, like there's some things on there I don't want you to watch. You yeah. know, there, there's some things on there I don't want you to see. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some music that I need you to delete. Like, you know, yeah. that's People practical. People don't realize that that's a, an open way yes. for the enemy to come in. Like your ear gates, your eye yes. gates. Like, Telling you, that's how a lot of people is addicted to some of the things that they're doing yes. now is because they've allowed their eyes to see things that it was not supposed to see. Supposed and now you see. have these images and you have, you know, you go to bed without even thinking about it. But because you've already seen it, you took mm-hmm. it in. Now you're dreaming about yes. things that you shouldn't have dreamt about. And it's like now you're asking God to close these doors. And it's like, mm-hmm. OK, you need to repent. You need to renounce. <laughs> yes. Then you need to ask God to close these doors exactly. because there's a process to that. You yes. know, you you walked up into it. Now you got to it's going to take extra work to get it out of your life. It's right. not as easy as it is as to it walk in. in. Yeah, uh-huh. definitely. Yeah. Um, and so after all of that, yes. like what how did missionary come yes. about? How did, how did missionary come about for Ooh, you? OK, so finally surrendered everything to God's lordship and he continued to renew my mind. Uh, mm-hmm. current, 
you know, continued surrendering everything to him. And so for about a year, I'd say, um, cause I got saved and, you know, um, born again, um, in April of 2022. And okay. so about, you know, eight months, I'd say, um, from then, you know, I'm diligently like serving the Lord. I'm growing in my word. I'm reading my word. I'm being devoted. Um, you know, I'm now like in, in this like leadership role in my campus mm-hmm. ministry. So I'm like sharing the gospel with other young women, like seeing them be set free, like, which something that just does something to me. You know what I'm saying? It just does something to me. It gets me excited. Um, and so when I started noticing that, I think that was what it was I'm like you know taking other people through biblical foundations teaching them about evangelism and spiritual warfare so you started working in the church yes okay so um you know I started serving as a student leader and um really started you know um growing in like leadership um and really understanding like what does it mean to lead other people you Mm -hmm. know in relationship with Mm -hmm. God and not to lead them to be minions of you because that can be a thing sometimes in ministry is like we're like oh yeah well I'll lead you in your relationship with God and then people like become one with you and not with Jesus and so um just learning how to not lead in that way and so in the midst of um of discipling and like you know really growing and learning in my own faith um I started praying about okay God like you know I get ready to graduate in about six seven months or something like you know I really I really need some direction I need some guidance like I know that now I'm trusting you to be my guide and order my footsteps you know according to your word so what am I supposed to be doing I need an internship Mm -hmm. for um my hospitality degree and so god illuminated to me and was like oh go ask your campus pastor uh to be an intern and i was like "Eh? okay like what do you mean like what do you mean like ask him to be an intern like god that don't qualify for my degree i need another intern come on now like that don't work and so um you know after a while after going back and forth with the lord a little bit about it i ended up uh, just sacrificing it and being like, okay, God, surrendering it, uh, for better words and saying, okay, God, I'll go talk to him. Like, I'll go say something. And so I had a meeting with, uh, my campus pastor and, um, with the other woman that discipled me. And I was like, Hey, like, I really feel like God told me to basically have an internship here. And I know the internship process is different, but like, I'm pretty sure that my school is going to like, you know, say yes to it. So mm-hmm. I'm really thinking that this is what God wants me to do. And so in that moment, they were just kind of like, and this is like, really like what you want. Like, you know, like being an intern like, is no joke. Right. Like, you know, like you, you want this for real <laughs> um, for the church. And I'm just like, yeah, like I'm excited. The Lord told me yes. And so then we ended up going to a conference, um, you know, in that January where there's like over 2000 college wow. students, like, yeah. Praising and worshiping God. I mean, something I've never experienced before in my life was amazing. And so there, I fully accepted the call to ministry. They had something at the end where they were praying and just really seeking the Lord, seeking the Holy Spirit. And they were like, if you feel called like to ministry, if you feel called mm-hmm. to the campus specifically, like come up. And I'm not going to lie to you, Zakia. I was not going to get up because <laughs> like just ministry had a bad taste in my mouth. Like growing yeah. up. I think the big thing for <laughs> no. me when it came to ministry is um especially like my early early years of yes. coming in like I would see criticisms I would see people commenting and saying certain things to certain yes. people and I'm just like how do they take that like that have got to be hard right, right. but then you know it's like I just continued on and then people start pouring in saying you know you meant you meant to do this and I'm like no I'm not like there's no mm-hmm. way that I'm gonna do that right mm-hmm. especially speaking in front of a lot of people huge yes. crowd I remember when I gave my first sermon 
Oh my God. I, when I had to give that first word, I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Like get in front of all these people and right. they're all looking at me and expecting me to know everything. Mm -hmm. Right. That's, that's the mindset that I went in with, but I'm going to tell you this. I went in there and the Holy spirit showed up and I was like, where did that come from? Right. Like I've never experienced the Holy spirit in this way. Right. And so, um, it was amazing though, because it just makes you realize that, you don't have to, just like the word says, it says you don't need to practice what you're going to say. You don't need you to don't. practice any of that. The Holy Spirit is going to show up when he needs to show up. He's our advocate. Absolutely. And yes. And when he showed up, I was like, okay, I think I can do this. And then slowly, you know, little <laughs> negativity came. But I actually, mm -hmm. by then, God had built me up to a point where it didn't bother me. Mm -hmm. It does. It doesn't bother me. You know, negative comments come in. Okay. You know, God bless you. Go go pray to the Lord. Um, <laughs> right. You know, and I was just talking to um, Doug about this. I was just mm -hmm. saying, you know, as long as you know you're saying and doing what God is asking you to say and do. Mm -hmm. You don't have to worry about the naysayers. You don't have to worry right. about anybody else because even right. God's word says that those, um, you know, that takes part in the kingdom of God and, you know, far as, you know, accepting him, you're mm -hmm. going to also take part in his suffering. Right. You got to take part in the suffering. You know, he was talked about. He was slandered. He was yes. beaten. He a lot of things mm -hmm. was done. He was hung on the cross. He had nails put in his, um, his mm -hmm. arm, his hands and his feet. You know, like that is su suffering. You yes. know, we may not ever have to experience that amount of suffering, mm -hmm. but. You know, some people are because they are being persecuted and prosecuted out yes. in other countries, you yes. know, for their faith. So they are having to, to take part of that. Mm -hmm. But for us, we it just may be a little bit of got someone gossiping about us, someone right. taking a screenshot of us and, and making <laughs> yes. bad posts. Like right. it could be a lot of things that can happen to us. But are you going to stand firm? Are you going to stand firm on his word and what he says? Yes. And so you take the intern. Yes. Let's talk about that. How yes. was it? How oh was it? Oh my gosh. So that was what happened in spring of 2023. So I'm finishing up my last full semester mm -hmm. with uh, at Florida State. And I'm also doing this part-time internship. But it was not a part-time internship. It was full-time mm -hmm. practically. Because, you know, when you're serving God, there's just like, no, like clock in, clock out. Um, no, it's so, not. You, you do what he say. You're doing it 24-7. <laughs> and so um, with walking through that, I mean, it was crazy for the lack mm -hmm. of better words because that was just you know the first level of intense spiritual warfare that I've ever experienced mm -hmm. um where I was you know just being attacked by the enemy like yes. he was just kind of like coming for me every single day like whether it was um what I was going through like something in my body or whether I was going through something with relationships friendships right. family like situations happening like I just was really feeling like overwhelmed and like beat down right and so I remember talking to my campus pastor, even talking to um, a woman that discipled me about like the armor of God mm -hmm. and just making sure that we really have on the armor of God as believers, um, as servants of Christ, like we need to make sure that we're protected mm -hmm. and that like our Holy Spirit, <clears throat> the Holy Spirit is, you know, our advocate and that he fights on our behalf, but we have to be equipped. Like we have to know that, hey, I need the helmet of salvation. Like I need the gospel of peace. Like yeah. I need the shield of faith. I need that stuff. And I can definitely tell when I don't cover myself in oh, prayer that yes. way. 
it seems like yeah anything that could come my way would literally yes. irritate me bother me my emotions is like okay did i pray this morning did mm-hmm. i cover myself did i put mm-hmm. on the full armor of god today um you know a lot of times i psh, break, wake up breaking the curses that the enemy have tried to place over me in the middle of the night I sleep. Yes. yes so i noticed that when i don't do those things my day is a little bit different absolutely so or if i don't because i'm like a night person no when i say i'm a night person i like to get in my word at night i'm definitely not a night person but i like to get in my word yes. when it's like 10, 11, 12 o'clock. It's different. It, it, it's it's different. It's like different. morning time, I feel like I'm trying to <laughs> pry the eyes open, get the crust out. And it's like, okay, I need to get in my word at like 10 o'clock. And sometimes I don't get done to about two, but it's refreshing. I go to bed with this refreshing feeling yes. and I can still get up at seven o'clock and still feel like I've had about eight hours of sleep. Exactly. Yeah. It's something that happens. <laughs> I'm convinced it's spiritual. That's I what I'm going to say. I think it is too because I notice when I don't get in my word that night, I wake Ooh, up baby. so tired, mm-hmm. so grouchy, so like, oh, I wish I could have some coffee, but I can't. But Because exactly. <laughs> God taking that away from me a while ago because I was addicted to it. But oh, wow. Yeah, so... But so let's yeah. talk about this mission work. So yes. how is it? How have it been for you? Oh, my gosh. Um, stepping into well, transitioning from being an intern to becoming a full time um, missionary is something that I'm still, you know, in transition with. And with that transition, sometimes I think when when God is like telling us to move into something new, there's mm-hmm. always this hesitancy. I know. All about because that. we're like, but God, what about? this and what about that and how about this and it's because like it's not that we have like a full issue of like maybe even obedience but it's a belief issue Mm. like it's like oh yeah well like god i know that you'll do this but like will you really like yeah you know like is is this for real you know um are you sure you want me to go there like are you sure you want me to step that way send two more people to prophesy to me (laughs) acting like we don't have revelation from holy spirit by ourselves like you know like you you heard me loud and clear loud and clear and i heard him loud and clear and so um when i stepped into full-time ministry and like sent my in my application and did the whole process of Mm -hmm. you know um joining every nation as an employee i was like wow Okay, God, like this this is different. Like I, I didn't know that this is what what I would step into, but it has been amazing. Wow. This has good. been the best decision I've ever been privileged to make in my entire life. It's completely surrendering my ideas, my thoughts, my desires, and fully trusting in the Holy Spirit, fully trusting in the Lord my God, my Father, my friend to orchestrate and really like order my steps for real and to mm-hmm. plan, like actually fulfill the plans that he already had set for me yeah. and knowing that in my day-to-day job that I get to be a part of seeing people get saved mm-hmm. seeing people be baptized seeing fulfilling the great commission each and every day that's yeah. my job yeah. sign me up like, like <laughs> I want to do that because there was someone who was bold enough to be on campus that day yeah. who was fulfilling the great commission you know and she was and still is the epitome of what it means to be a disciple you know, mm-hmm. of Christ. And God doesn't just call us as missionaries or as ministers of the gospel to be disciples. He calls all of us to be disciples. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And He calls all of us to go and make disciples. And so, therefore, in my job, I get to fulfill the Great Commission on an everyday basis. Mm-hmm. I get to meet with young women and share with them hey, there's a God that loves you. There's a God that sees you. There's a God that has purpose for you. And even though society and all these other organizations or things may be telling you that this is who you are mm-hmm. and that this is what you you need to do to become that 
that person. Instead, there's a God that already has that set out for you. Like he already actually said in his word what your purpose is here on earth. He already said in his word why he made you the way that he made you. Mm -hmm. Like you were made for such a time as this, like how it says in Esther 414, like Esther was made for such a time. You're made for such a time. Like mm-hmm. God is very strategic in the way that he makes us and crafts us so that we can fulfill his purpose. Mm-hmm. And I'm confident that this is the purpose that God has called me to is to be on campus on FSU, TCC, FAMU and share the gospel of Jesus Christ mm-hmm. in a way that doesn't condemn people, but a way that allows the Holy Spirit to convict them, yeah. you know, an introduction and offering to, to a family that, that God wants every everybody to be a part of yeah especially because what you have to realize that what you say them to them today will affect them later yes a lot of times it's not going to take place right away and it's just like for instance when i was um at the pool this one girl she just kept standing out there was a lot of people out there because it was fourth of july but it's this one girl she was just really standing out to mm-hmm. me and i just heard god say two things he said molestation and rape Whoa. and i said okay I know what you want me to go. You want me to go minister to her about right. this. And see, some people, what they would do is they would wait for God to give him, give them more. But when it comes to the prophetic, sometimes God only may give you one word mm-hmm. and he won't give you the rest until you open your mouth with that one mm-hmm. word. And so um, I was obedient and I spoke to her and I just called her over and I said, hey, and I was like, um, I heard and, you know, and I gave her the two words that God have spoken to me and her eyes got so big. I mean, mm-hmm. Her eyes got so big and they started watering up immediately. And she was like, how do you know that? No one knows that. And I was like, because this is what God told me. And as soon as I said, this is what God told me. God gave me the rest of the prophetic message to give to her the rest of the word that he needed her to hear. Now, do I expect her to stop the drinking, stop the cussing, stop the, you know, the the same um, gender, you know, relationships? No, I don't. Mm -hmm. But I because I realized that that was something she was struggling with. But Mm -hmm. it also has something to do with what happened to her in in her past. Mm -hmm. But I know that she probably went home and thought about that. Oh, she did. Just like how you said you you heard it but you didn't really you was just like yeah okay lady like <laughs> keep it moving <laughs> okay. i'm still doing what i'm doing right but it's going to come to a point in time where god is going to allow that to really sit down in on the inside of her yes. it may be a dream it may be a vision it may be another person come and put add more to what it yes. needs to be said mm-hmm. but at the end of the day she's going to have a testimony like yours and i'm going to prophesy that in you know in, in advance that she's going to have that type of prophecy yes. but i also some of some of you have to realize is that god takes that that one person he takes that one person mm-hmm. okay out of the entire group just to be able to change like he yes. said the word says he takes that that one from the 99 yes. he will leave the 99 to have to, to have take that one, one. Yep. and sometimes you may be that one out of that entire group you may have to leave that entire group, you yes. know, that partying, that clubbing, that having fun, that, you know, late night stuff that you're doing. You may be called to not do that anymore. And right. you may have to be isolated for a season. You may be isolated from your family because maybe right. your family don't believe, but God is pulling and tugging on your heart to change. And I've interviewed a few people actually by now. And, you know, that's actually said like, hey, you know, like my family is still serving this other God. My family is still doing this. But, you know, I'm over here and I feel like I'm all alone hmm. when you initially take that first step with God, you may feel alone. You may feel like 
okay, did I did I hear God right? Is this really real? You yes. may start to have unbelief and doubt. You may be confused. You're going to have the enemy try to come in and tell you, oh, you're tripping. You're going to have all of these different things happening in the midst of you trying to get your life together. Yes. But if you stay on the plan of God, if you stay on his path, that straight and narrow path, you don't veer to the right or the left yes. and you allow God to walk you through the process, you're going to realize like each time you walk up, it's going to be a new gift. Mm-hmm. Rock up some more. Another new mystery yes. unravels and un- un- reveals itself. Absolutely. You walk up some more. It's like the more you continue on, it's like the closer you're getting to the light of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you're going to always be striving to get close to Jesus. You're going to always be striving to be righteous. Yes. Okay. None of us is, is you know, perfect. We're going to always be striving to be more like him. Yes. But it just takes for you to say, I'm going to, tr- I'm going to start today. Yes. Just because it's not where, where you want it to be. Maybe today God is working on your cousin. Maybe tomorrow he's working on the things that you watch and the people that you talk to. Each day is going to be something different. You just have to be willing and available. Oh, I like that word, Holy Spirit. You have to be available to receive what he's trying to to deposit. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I don't think y'all heard me. Y'all have to be available to receive what God is trying to deposit. Mm Mm-hmm. That's so good. So, um, I'm trying to process it myself. Yeah. Right? <laughs> That'd be Holy, yeah. The Holy Spirit is speaking. And so when it comes to that, um, were you now, or do you, do you go out of state or out of the country or anything yet for missionary or is everything right here in town? So everything's actually right here in Tallahassee. I really feel strongly, um, you know, from the Lord to stay in this area, like okay. to stay locally, yeah. um, at this time in my life, because, um, one thing that I think is so important about understanding like with ministry is that God has a specific calling for everyone, right? And mm-hmm. he's called them to specific places to minister the word of God. And so I'm confident that God has called me to Tallahassee because there's this spirit in Tallahassee, right? And there's spirits everywhere, but like there's a specific spirit in Tallahassee and where, you know, yes, there's an openness to a lot of things. People are going to school here. People are raising families, a lot of things. But there's this like just this spirit of just kind of like heaviness mm-hmm. that's here in this city. And it's just something that I believe that the Lord has like called me to be a part of, mm-hmm. like to, to, to have, you know, the Holy Spirit, like really do a miracle here on yeah. these campuses Amen. because there's thousands of students who come up here every single year. Thousands, not just like a whole hundred, you know, like a small, small town. Tallahassee is a smaller town, but there's thousands of students who have different stories, different backgrounds, who need an opportunity Mm -hmm. to have relationship with Jesus. Someone needs to be there to share with them the gospel, Mm -hmm. because sometimes we get so busy about talking to the outside that we neglect the inside, the people that are right in front of our faces, sharing the gospel with them. And because there is an unwillingness to be available to allow the Holy Spirit to work through us there's an unwillingness to be courageous and there's an unwillingness to have a quick yes to what god is calling us to sometimes we can abandon what's right in front of us and so i think right now like god has placed it on my heart this burn this burden and this fire to go and like seek first his kingdom and to go and profess the name of jesus to the people that i live with Like to the people that I see when I go to Publix on Ocala Road, you know what I'm saying? Like to the people that I see when I'm in class, like not even just to the global family, which we know God has a heart for the nations. Mm -hmm. We know that God has a heart to reach all of his people. But I believe strategically right now, God has placed me here so that these people that I'm in connection with, my close homegirls and friends that I used to go clubbing with now have an opportunity. Like I have one of my closest friends right now um, and she 
like told me, you know, a couple of weeks ago, like, Ariana, I want to get my life right with God. Amen. And I'm like, like like, be for real say it one more time like i just want to hear you um and she grew up in you know in church like knew about the faith a little bit and she's now come to a point where she's like i know that what the world is giving me is like not enough and like you you telling me and you trying to show me that living for god is like the right move and like being an image bearer and all that other stuff like she's like was just kind of sharing that but like you know i want to take that step and that to me is just so impactful that is what means the most to me is to see other young women and other young men who may have not known who Jesus is before today, who may have known who Jesus is, but didn't have a relationship with him, have an opportunity to do so. Because my grandmama's prayers don't cover my salvation. My mama prayers don't cover my salvation. My daddy prayers don't cover my salvation. What covers my salvation is me confessing that Jesus Christ is Lord and that he died on the cross for my sins and that he rose again on the third day. That is what gets me into the Amen. kingdom of God. And But if I don't believe that, or if I don't have the courage to share that with other people as a young person like what 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 exactly am i going to be doing here what's my purpose here on earth yeah it's like a lot of people is literally dying with all of their giftings dying with everything that god has placed on the inside of them and they never got a chance to meet the potential that they could have been a lot of people look at success as oh graduate from college which is you know what i'm not saying it's not a it's not a success but when you look for at your eternal life it's not a success god is not going to say what degree did you get here on earth he's gonna say what did you do for the kingdom yes what gifts what the giftings that i placed on the inside of you what did you do with those gifts Yes. Okay. Did you just keep it to yourself? Okay. Were you selfish with it? Were you mm-hmm. humble? You know, it's going to be a lot of questions. And if you are dying before your time and you're dying before using the giftings that God have given you, mm-hmm. you're going to find yourself stuck in a place where you don't want to go. That's why he said yes. he's going to tell a lot of people. And I know it goes a lot deeper than what I'm saying. This mm-hmm. is just for this, this purposes only, but he's going to tell a lot of people depart from me. I, I never knew you. You know, they're going to be like, Oh, but Jesus, you know, I confess that you were my Lord and Savior, but mm-hmm. Jesus, I went to the altar. I got prayer okay but what did you do with your life did your yes. lifestyle meet up according to what yes. my word said did you listen to the prompting of the Holy Spirit when yes. he was telling you that you are no longer sober did mm-hmm. you listen to the Holy Spirit when he said turn that off because now you're starting to get addicted to what you're watching yes. and it's like no you, you you did not listen to the prompting of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. you didn't want to take heed to his voice yes and now you're going to be placed in a place where you can't come from exactly you know and that to me when I hear that people have passed away, especially people that, you know, I personally know and I know that their life wasn't right. Mm-hmm. And I know they said that they did not believe and that they could grieves my heart. Right. It does. Grieves my heart. But it's less like I don't be as as worried or as sad for people who die with Christ. And yes. I know they live their purpose. Now, granted, I don't know what they did in their personal time. Right. But from what I saw and from what I discerned, they mm-hmm. were a good person. Yes. But the thing is, is God has the final say. He does. And you want to make sure that that final say you want to know that you know that you're stepping before the courts of heaven with God yes. and Jesus that yes you've done what you've been called to do exactly and this is one saying that um this person they've created this this hat and this logo it says die empty mm-hmm. okay meaning you are dying with and you left you pulled it all out yes. on the table you have nothing left to give mm-hmm. and God finally brought you home yeah, die empty and that's so good because like 
people don't understand too when it comes to the courts of heaven like there's um you know when a pastor of my church he did a sermon on the difference between like synergistic grace and monogistic grace and he was talking about how like the difference between the two graces like yes you have grace to you know receive right you have grace for the mm-hmm. gift of salvation like oh okay I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior that grace I'm saved by grace but there's also another level of grace that comes and another level of judgment that comes mm-hmm. by being a believer in Christ right. so when you were sitting here saying like hey what was your lifestyle like it's not just you getting over the hump of salvation and believing oh yeah like I'm good but that's what I think a lot of um, believers are kind of stuck at in that mindset mm-hmm. of just like oh yeah well I believe Christ you know is my savior like that that's enough like this is gonna get me in the gates right mm-hmm. no, no 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 like there's more to that because now there's another level of grace another level of judgment that you have to pay attention to but if you're not reading your word yeah. if you're not being devoted if you're not seeking first the kingdom if you're not even having conversation with the Holy Spirit or allowing the Holy Spirit to speak through you on a daily basis, meditating on his word day and night, there's no way you're going to know about this other level of grace. You're not going to know about the judgment that you're still going to have, even if you are a believer in Christ Jesus. Right, so there's even right. a responsibility for us to not just be knowledgeable about the things of God, but to also study the things of God, to fully understand the things of God. Yeah. Um, and that's what I'm learning, even Amen. in my own life is like, okay, I'm going to be on mission for Jesus and telling them about salvation in the way in the gospel, the truth, the way and the life. But I also need to know a little bit more. <laughs> like I right. also need to get a little bit deeper. Like Amen. there's never too much knowledge, there's never too much wisdom when it comes to fully immersing yourself and yes. having a relationship with Christ. Absolutely. We, I think we could literally went for almost two hours, but for purpose of the time's sake, I'm like, look at that time. Whoa, we've been talking for a while. I'm just so glad that you came onto the show. Um, I'm also going to put all of your information in my um, bio. So like for anyone who wants to get connected with her, want to know how to reach out to her, you can um, always go over to my YouTube and you can be able to look in the information section, be able to see everything posted there. Um, so thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank this was wonderful. You're welcome. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed yourself. I did. I did. Good, good. I'm excited. Thank you so much for what you're doing for the kingdom. This is so Amen. good. And this excited. is definitely something God have put on my heart to do. But until next time, everyone, thank you all for tuning in. And until next time, be blessed. I'm no longer bound. I'm no longer chained. I'm no longer captive. No longer restrained. Delivered, set free, and free to be me. Let me introduce myself. Thank you so much for tuning in to Be the Light. If you are looking for a life coach or maybe you're looking for some inner healing, please visit BeTheLight.Live. Again, that is BeTheLight.Live. And you can also follow us on YouTube for a replay of this show at Zakia Robinson. Be blessed. My name.